This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 846. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 846. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday if you're listening in live time. Also, if you're listening in live time, it's the first Monday of February. So we're all the way in. We're all the way into 2024. Uh, For me, January went by in a flash, which I knew that it would when I looked at my January schedule as I was closing out 2023. I knew that January was going to fly by. So I'm excited. I got to do a lot of cool work stuff in January. And it's really helped me get into the swing of things for 2024. And also I'm looking forward to February being a little bit less hectic on the work front, which I think will just create some space for me to focus on other projects and just like, you know, work in front of my computer in cozy clothes and not have to do my hair as much. (laughs) I love it all. I love the doing the hair part, but I also really love the not doing my hair part, not having to be on camera or up in front of people every once in a while feels really good. So wherever you are this month, I am guessing you probably are struggling with time management. And I say this because I, over the last number of years having the podcast, have multiple times done surveys about what do you all need more of and what do you want me to talk about and who do you want me to interview and what topics are you like most struggling with right now? And time management always, always, always comes up. 
I am not a time management expert. I do know a lot of things that work for me, though, as someone who struggles with time management. So that's what we're going to talk about today. When I say I'm not a time management expert, I think that the greatest example I can give you is when Vinny was in preschool. For four years, we went to a preschool that is directly across the street from our house. We were the family that lived the closest to the school, and the school had four classrooms of kids. So we lived the closest to the school, no, five classrooms of kids. We lived the closest to the school out of anyone there, and we were always the last ones to arrive. (laughs) And so that's just in a nutshell, time management for me. (laughs) And so I am a person who's always trying to do one more thing before I get out the door, which I now know is a symptom of ADHD. (laughs) And I'm very convinced that I can always do one more thing, maybe two more things before I get out the door. So we're always pushing the limits on time, which definitely makes members of my family a little frustrated and (laughs) exhausted at times because it's a common theme for us to be rushing, rushing, rushing to get out the door. And it feels hectic and chaotic and frenetic and all the things. But that said, because of my struggle with time management, which has not really been a lifelong struggle, it's been more a struggle since motherhood because there's so many things to keep running and keep going that I am trying to use every second of my day to get one more thing done. So before having Vinny, this actually was not a struggle of mine. And I actually remember being in college even, and one of my roommates in college was the person who was always like, let's get one more thing done before leaving the house. And I remember we would all be getting ready to go to the cafeteria for dinner at night. And we would all literally like be walking out of our dorm room doors and down the hall. And she was like, hold on, I got to get a stamped because I'm going to mail these letters on the way because back then, you know, we mailed letters to our parents and whoever our friends who went to other colleges. This was literally before email was a thing (laughs) 150 years ago. And so she would always be like, I'm going to grab I got to grab a stamp to you know mail this letter to my friend or oh, really quick, I got to like do this or that change my laundry downstairs, like whatever the thing was. And it was this joke that like, oh, we got to wait for her again. I was not that person. Like I was sitting on my bed 20 minutes before we were all going to meet for dinner, just sitting ready, waiting to all ready and just waiting to go. So this has shifted for me a lot as my plate has gotten to be more full and I've felt more overwhelmed with all the things that have to fit into shorter amounts of time, or I guess the same 24 hours a day, but I'm now more and more like I have so many things that like everything only gets to take up so much time and therefore it feels like everything has to be very done very quickly and wherever there's a spare minute, cram it in. This came up with a friend recently who doesn't have kids and she was talking about this. She was talking about like, just having spaciousness and like not doing anything all day. And I'm going to take the day off and just do nothing. And I'm going to like sit on the couch and binge watch this thing. And I thought that sounds so lovely, but not that I couldn't do that. But if I were to try to do that, it would actually feel stressful for me because I would not be checking things off the never ending list that's growing faster by the second, even as I'm doing things like the list is getting longer, faster than I can do the things. And I know so many of you can relate to that feeling. Now, that's not to say don't rest. It's not to say don't binge watch TV. And we absolutely should and must do this at times. We must push pause and stop and rest and do things that allow us to restore and rejuvenate. But I understand that it can be really challenging if you just don't have that spaciousness in your schedule. And I know for most of us, that's the case. So when I think about time management, I really think about it for myself around 
getting the important stuff done. And I want to invite you to think about time management in a similar way. How are you making space to get the important things done? And the reason I'm clarifying the important things is because when we think about what are the important things I need to get done, we can automatically deprioritize a whole bunch of things that are not important today. And maybe they're important in the long run. And maybe they'll be more important you know, tomorrow or next week. But maybe they're not important right now. Or maybe they're not that important at all. So there's if you were to come to my house, you'd be like, hmm, clearly she doesn't think like vacuuming the stairs is super important right now. Because honestly, it's not. And that's not to say that like my stairs are absolutely gross and disgusting. But I'm so focused on the things that I'm going to do that are working me toward what's most important for me right now that I very rarely am thinking the stairs are what's most important right now. Now, now that Vinny's a little older, I will tell you that I'm delegating a lot of those things where I want them to be better than they are, but I haven't had time for them or I've chosen not to make time for them over the years. And now Vinny vacuums the stairs, which is lovely. So those of you who have younger kids, like just know your time is coming and don't be shy about inviting your kids to participate in household management as soon as possible. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. 
So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. So as I've had more discernment around what's important, I've learned better time management for getting those important things done. And some of this has happened really automatically for me because it had to happen out of necessity. So when Vinny was first born, I was working from home. I was running my gym. I had trainers on site at the gym who were running the classes and doing the personal training. I had... I think two assistants at that time who had kind of separate duties doing different things to support the business. But there was definitely things that I had to do. And within a couple of weeks of him being born, like I was back into the mix of online stuff and kind of just behind the scenes stuff. And what I imagined that time to be like when I was pregnant and I thought about what the season would look like, I thought it will be me with my baby in an ergo and the baby will be sleeping on me while I am just like, resting on the couch with my laptop or sitting at my desk with my laptop or whatever, like typing up emails or the baby will be like sleeping next to me, like in a little bassinet and I'll just be like doing my thing and running my business. And that was a whole joke. (laughs) Like that was so not the baby I received. (laughs) And I'm not sure that any babies are that like clean and simple, but I did not get a baby that just quietly rested beside me so while I was able to get all the things done. I had quite the opposite baby. I had the baby that screamed and cried a lot and had massive struggles with nursing, which took a huge toll on my body, my health, took a huge toll on his body and his health. And I ended up being in a situation where all the things that I thought I was going to get done every day when I had imagined my maternity leave or imagined working from home, not even working full time, but being home full time with my baby and then working a few hours a day, like none of what I imagined came to fruition. And so in my panic of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? I had to really quickly get clear on how to manage time to get the important things done and really let go of control of everything else. And I went through this season a few months after Vinny was born where it literally was, what are the three things I'm going to do today to make sure that this business makes enough money so that I can pay the bills, so that I can pay the overhead, so that I can pay my trainers and the rent and like all these different things. That was literally the only task. So as soon as I got really clear on that, because that was so crucial, a whole bunch of other things just fell to the wayside. And I remember at one point, and I think I've shared this before about my husband pointing out like, you know, like there's a lot of piles on the dining room table and it's, he was frustrated with it. Like he doesn't like clutter and I can live in my own, I cannot live in other people's clutter for very long, but I can live in my own clutter for a real long time, (laughs) like very much fine with it. But I also understand his perspective because I don't like living in other people's clutter. So I understand that he didn't like living in my clutter and my clutter, my work clutter, especially would take up the whole dining room table, like my laptop and piles of paper and like all this stuff. And so he would get frustrated and say like, this is community space. We all need to use this table. It's all your, it's basically now become a work desk. And I had to say like, this is the season that I'm in and this is what it's going to be. I can't like, if this is a deal breaker for you, I'm out. (laughs) Like I 
cannot make any promises about the condition of this table for the next year. And maybe not for longer than that, because I just needed that space to get done the things that needed to get done and make the business move forward and to keep like this child alive and maintain my own health. And putting pile papers away was just real low on the list. And it kind of wasn't even on the list. And so that became really clear to me. And we had to have some conversations around that. And so as I became more clear that like, these are the things I have to do every day. These are the things that matter most and everything else matters less or not at all. Then I was able to prioritize time better and get things done. And this is how I was able to continue to grow the business. We actually had our most successful year financially, the year that Vinny was born. And that was really on purpose. And partially because my financial planner at the time said, you know, you're about to have a baby. And so typically business owners, when they have a baby, like their revenue goes down a bit just because they've stepped back from the business. And I was like, oh, hell no. Hashtag watch me. This will be our best year yet. And it was. (laughs) And so I'm not saying that you need to do that, but like that was just my attitude about it. And so I got really clear on what were the important things. Over time, I've had to maintain that. As we got a few years into the gym, I launched the podcast and then it was like, okay, I know I want to do this podcast project but I still have this gym to run, which really, really took full-time energy and effort and attention. And so I had to manage my time every week to be like, okay, if I'm going to start this podcast, here's where it fits into what's already happening. As I've navigated the podcast over time, it's been how am I creating content for this and also serving my clients. As I've gone into speaking, it's how am I continuing to create content and serve my clients and also build out speaking and training opportunities and really build out that part of, of my business as well. So it's always looking at what are all the pieces right now and then what are the really important things that need to get done to keep those pieces in play the way I want them to and then what does that mean that's just not getting done or that's getting done in a different way than maybe I would have expected it to or it's getting done like after hours or on the weekends or a family member's doing it or we're hiring for it or whatever the thing might be so I'm going to give you a handful of tips that have helped me so much as I have really worked toward managing my time to get as much done as possible. And this is really what has allowed me to, you know, get 846 podcast episodes out there and to build multiple legs of my business as I've gone through being home most of the time to be with Vinny whenever I can be and to be a really, really hands-on, like intentionally hands-on parent to whatever extent I want to. So I'm working during the day, but There's a lot of things like this week, for example, on Friday, I'm spending my whole day at his school. And that's really important to me. It's spirit day. It's a super fun day. I love geeking out about like watching all the kids do their spirit stuff. It's super cute. And so looking at my calendar for this week, I was like, okay, or I'm going to fit five days of work into four days this week because I really want to be at school all day on Friday. Last week, I was traveling for two days. So last week, it was like, okay, I'm fitting three days of work into I'm fitting five days of work into three days last week. So there's often weeks where I'm doing that. And then I have to just get really clear, like, here's what matters most. Here's what doesn't matter. Here's what's getting done. Here's what's not getting done. Here's what can be delegated. So the first, my first recommendation for you is calendar blocking. And years ago, we had Mike Vardy on the show. He is a productivityist. So he really helps time people with time management and productivity. And one of the things he talked about, and he actually came up with this concept when he was a stay-at-home dad, is he talked about theming your days. And so he would say, like, Monday every week is the laundry day. And Tuesday every week is like grocery shopping and errands day. And Wednesday every week is blah, blah, blah. Like he had all these different themes, a different theme for every day. And so what I took out of that conversation as a business owner was how can I theme my days for my business? And so what that looks for me like for me right now is 
every day of the week, there's really specific things that happen on those days. And that keeps it really clear for me in terms of what's not happening on those days. So for example, my Monday mornings are blocked for planning for the week and getting podcast content started up for the week. My Tuesdays are all day coaching calls. I do all my coaching calls on Tuesdays. And so I am sitting on coaching calls all day long. It's such a fun day for me. And I'm also very tired when I'm done. Like I literally most Tuesdays have to go lay in bed for like 20 minutes when I'm done with that day, just for my brain to like settle before I can continue into my evening. But that's my day where I know I'm like back to back client calls. And my brain is just really, really, really engaged in a high um, intensity way. But I love that because I love I go into that day and I know that's what I'm doing. And that's the only focus I have that day. I'm not trying to like record a podcast in the middle of seeing clients. Wednesdays are another day for me where I'm in creation mode. So I'm creating content either for the podcast or oftentimes, more often than not now at this point, I'm creating stuff for upcoming trainings, upcoming speaking engagements. Sometimes I'm writing proposals. Sometimes I'm building out contracts, things like that, that are advancing the business in different ways. On Thursdays is when I do interviews. So if I'm recording interviews for the podcast, or I'm going to be a guest on someone else's podcast, that's my recording day is Thursdays for all that. And then Friday, I try not to book anything. And I leave that day open for catch up stuff that didn't get done earlier in the week and follow up. So and I'll talk about my Um, how I keep track of tasks in just a minute. But Friday is my day where I follow up because there's always things that happen Monday through Thursday that require follow up. Or that's like that person sent me that thing and I need to get back to them about this. Or last week, someone was supposed to get back to me and they didn't. And so I need to check in with them again. And I save all that for Friday, so that it's all lives in one place. And that as I'm going through the week and remembering these things that need to happen or seeing the emails come in that I can say that's a Friday thing and I can just move it over there. So that piece is really significant in terms of theming my days on my calendar. The other thing I do with calendar blocking, and I will say this is something that over time, like every year I try to get more specific about how I manage my time in terms of calendar boundaries. So the other thing I started doing a few years ago now um, is implementation weeks. So there's a couple different ways that you can do this, and I'll tell you how I do it. And then you can, you know, anything I suggest today, integrate it in a way that makes sense to you or is meaningful to you. So I started using implementation weeks for my business to be able to have weeks where I can focus on bigger projects and focus on longer term initiatives. So for example, something that I might do during an implementation week is have a longer term project. So I've done that. One of the things I've done before is like, I'm going to brainstorm three months of podcast content, come up with a list of all the titles for three months, do a bit of like a bullet list under each title so that I know what I'm talking about for the episode. And then I might even start recording those episodes. So I'm batching content in a really big way so that I can sit down and be creative in a big spacious container. So what makes that an implementation week a big spacious container is that I don't take any calls during my implementation week. So I don't take client calls that coaching calls and I don't take I don't do interviews that week. So that opens up those Tuesday Thursday spots for that week where it really gives me a lot of spaciousness. Now, when I look at these weeks at this point, there's times where I can't be totally call free because I'm often in conversations with corporations and think like the speed at which they want to move is the speed at which I will move because I want to get the gig. (laughs) So I don't want to make it like this is so perfect. Like there are times in an implementation week where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take 
I have to take two calls this week. And so I'm going to put them together next to each other on the same day so that my time is like the least interrupted as possible. Or I'm going to like put them on Monday so that the rest of the week can be empty. The beautiful thing about these implementation weeks is I know when they're coming and I can be thinking about what are the bigger projects I want to be focusing on that week. Or sometimes it's like, what are the things I want to do for myself? Maybe that's the week I go get a pedicure. Maybe that's the week that I schedule doctor's appointments. It's just where I have more time flexibility and that feels really good to me. And I can be looking forward to that and saving things for that time, which is really, really helpful. It also is a bit of stepping back from being super on in my business, on in air quotes, where I have to show up a certain way, engage in a certain way, be like, you know, really intensely focused on serving other people. And I can just like put on my pajamas sit with my laptop on the couch if I want to and be really chill, but also be in content creation mode. And that actually allows for creativity for me. So your implementation week might look a little different. If you work in a traditional nine to five job, your implementation week might be like, on the third Thursday of the month, you block off Thursday afternoon, or maybe you can block off the whole day and you have that spacious container to do whatever the thing is that you want to get done on those days. It might be that if you are in a position where you are staying home with your kids right now and your work is within the house, you might be like, okay, my implementation week is going to be one week a month where I'm not scheduling doctor's appointments. I'm not doing this, that, or the other thing. And I'm going to work on like focusing on one household project for that week. Maybe you're someone who like wants to tile the bathroom floor or you want to reorganize the pantry or you want to like make new curtains or do the garden or fix the fridge or whatever the thing is. And those are the projects that you save for that week. So this can look like a million different things, but having a place to build spaciousness can feel so good. And then also having that place to put those bigger projects instead of just like having them forever and ever. It's like growing up, I remember my mom on her to-do list always had like catch up on photo albums, catch up on family photo albums. It was like always on her to-do list. And so after Vinny was born, I had that on my photo, on my list forever. Like make the Google photo albums, make the chat books, whatever I was using for photo albums. And I finally was like, this is not something I'm going to do on a regular basis. So I do it once a year now. Like it lives in a very specific container. I do it once a year, the second week of December. That's when I do the photo albums. It lives there now. So I'm not thinking like every month, oh, I should really catch up on the family photos. It's not sitting in this place where I have to revisit it and think through and negotiate. Like, should I do it now or later? Or when should it fit in? It just like lives in a place. And the reason it lives in December is because those photo albums that I do every year are a Christmas gift to my husband. So it's like double dipping, right? I'm getting the task done that I want to get done that is going to bring me joy in the long run. It's going to be special to my family. It also counts as a Christmas gift. So I highly recommend you look at where can you put those projects so that they live in a place that works for you. And it's not just something that's always hanging over you or always in the back of your mind. That's how I manage calendar blocking. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're aiming more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. When I look at daily lists or weekly lists of things to get done, everyone always asks me, and from other moms to sports moms without, who have a lot of sports stuff to keep up with their kids, to business owners and to corporate executives, everyone's always asking, like, how are you keeping track of all the to-do items? And there's a lot of software that will do this for you. And you can build out in really specific ways to customize it for yourself. So like within our business, we used Asana for quite a while. We aren't using it anymore, but it's a really popular project management tool. Other people use Trello. I just recently talked to some people who use Notion. So using a project management tool where you can go in and you can create action tasks and check them off and you can tag other people so that they can be assigned tasks. Like some people really, really love that and it works really well for them. And there's been times where I've used those kinds of things in my business and they have been helpful and successful. Where I'm at right now, that's not the most helpful way for me to manage projects. So I have a spiral notebook. I've tried a million other. I've tried planners that have things like designated in certain categories. I've tried virtual planners. I've tried project management tools. My old school spiral notebook is where it's at for me. (laughs) And I understand that might not be what works for everyone. But for me, it really helps me write things down, like writing it, not typing it. And then it really helps me to be able to cross things off manually. And so 
that is what lights me up and actually motivates me to get things done. So you have to find what works for you. I know other people that love to use a digital project management tool and create little check boxes and go in every day and check off the things that they're doing digitally. Like if that's what works for you and that helps you get things done, go for it. What this looks like for me is that at the beginning of the week, so in that Monday time, at the very beginning of the week, that Monday, few hours, first few hours of the day, I make my list of all the things I need to do for the week. And it's broken in my notebook. I start a new fresh page and I break things into categories. So there's a couple different groupings. There's a grouping of things I have to do for the podcast. So there's a list of a handful of items in that section of the page. That's the upper left. The upper right hand of the page is a list of conversations I'm currently in that I need to touch base on with um, around speaking and training. And so there's usually like company names or contact names where it's like follow up with so-and-so from this company or make sure the contract gets out for this person. Or so it's just, it's my corporate contact list where I'm like, make sure you touch base with these people or get them deliverables this week. Another chunk is things I need to create for the week that are not the podcast. So if I'm leading a training, if I have to develop handouts, if I have to create slides, there's a section there that's like other content creation stuff that's not the podcast. And then there's a section that is follow-up with certain people that are not necessarily my corporate people. So a lot of times this is with clients, this is with prospective, so it's business coaching clients, executive coaching clients, or prospective business or executive coaching clients. So it's like, hey, follow up with this thing. You told them you would send them. You told this person you were going to send them this article. Follow up with this person. You told them like you need to update their contract and invoicing this week, which often a team member of mine will do, but it's on my list to make sure it gets done. So I have that follow-up section. And then the last section I have, which is the fifth section, which is at the bottom of the page, is family stuff. And so family stuff is, it's making the appointments. It's figuring out insurance, like stupid insurance stuff, which is the bane of my existence. It's like writing thank you cards to a teacher. It's writing, sending an email about the baseball, whatever. (laughs) It's all these little things. It's remembering like, oh, bring your flower, teach your flowers day is on Wednesday, which by the way is today and I totally forgot it. (laughs) If you're a parent from our school, please know that if you forgot your flowers for your teachers today, same here. (laughs) And I I was a person who was on the committee for planning the day for bringing the flowers. So that's why we have lists, right? Right. I have a whole section there that's just like family things that are not related to work, but I don't, things that I don't want to forget. And then I did have a section last, for the last two years, I don't have it this year, but I had a section for the last two years that was all my stuff related to the parent association as I was the co-chair for two years. So it was the meetings that we had, the things I needed to, if there was things I needed to create or follow up on or send emails about, I had a list there. So you can see that's like five or six sections where I have things categorized. Then I go through after I create that list every Monday, and sometimes I'm just looking back at the list from the week before to be like, oh yeah, that got done or didn't, and some things I'm just copying over, and then other things I'm adding. So then after I have that done, I'll go through and I'll assign days. And so I'll get out some colored markers, and I'll be like, these are the things that need to happen on Monday, and these are the things that need to happen on Tuesday. And in the column, I'll have like an M next to all the things that are Monday tasks, and a T U next to the things that are Tuesday tasks. And I go through and I do that so that when I sit down in the morning every day, I know that these are my things. So when I go through that list, it's not, I'm not looking at a list of 40 things every day when I sit down. I'm looking at, here's the list of 40 things for the week, but only like four of these things need to get done today. And some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller. But when I look at my list, it's just, what are the handful that need to get done today? And then I can 
find calm and peace knowing that the other things that are not designated for today, they have a different day assigned to them. And I can worry about them when I get there, that I don't need to worry about them today. So that really helps me with keeping things organized from day to day and keeping things helping me discern what's most important right now and what am I intentionally saving for a different day. And that really helps to minimize overwhelm when I look at a week, especially a week that has a lot of to-dos or a week where I have less work time. So for example, last week I was traveling two days or this week when I'm taking the day off on Friday, I can really look at where does everything fit on every given day and that helps a ton. So that's how I use lists and tasks and calendar blocking to stay really, really focused. Now, while I'm actually focusing on those things, what tools do I use? So I have gotten so much better and I feel so proud of this. I've gotten so much better in the last six months, probably putting my phone in focus mode. So I used to do this. I used to try to put my phone in airplane mode when I was working, when I needed to do focused work, but for some reason that wouldn't stick. And when Apple did an update around like using focus mode in different ways on their phones, which was sometime in 2023, I think, I got a little more engaged with how they allow you to set really specific focus modes. They actually have multiple, like a work mode and a personal mode, driving mode. So I set up a work mode for myself where I will not see notifications from any apps. So like in Game Changer, I won't get a sports update while I'm trying to work and then see, oh my gosh, I need to change the time of that practice. No, I'll see it later. <laughs> like I don't need to see that right now because then I go and look at my calendar and then I get distracted by something I see in my calendar and then I decide to send an email about the thing I got distracted with and then I've totally forgotten what I was doing to begin with. <laughs> so I use that focus mode so that I don't see those notifications come through including text notifications. So I'm on a lot of group texts, which I love, but you all know what it's like. A conversation gets going and you're like, I'm trying to focus and 47 texts have come through. And also my texts pop up on my computer screen and I cannot for the life of me make that stop. So if I put my phone on focus mode, it also puts my computer on focus mode and I don't see those pop-ups. So then when I'm ready to go see things, I can then turn off focus mode and see the texts and see the notifications and all those things. And I also have certain um, contacts can bypass focus mode. So my mom, Vinny school and my husband get to bypass focus mode. So that gives me peace of mind too, like knowing, okay, if something really important is happening, like I'm going to get notified, I'm going to know about it. So that's the thing I do with my phone. And then with my inbox, I use, I have boomerang for Gmail and I use my pause inbox function. So one of my biggest distraction or procrastination techniques is I'll be in the middle of something that I need to focus on. And if my brain squirrels for a half second, I'll go click on my inbox. And it is like, it happens so fast and so automatically. I don't know that I've done it in, until I've already done it. I am not conscientiously thinking like, oh, I wonder if there's an email. My brain is just like, I'm a little bit tired of focusing on this thing. So let's just go see what else is out there. And I've had to learn that I can't, like I have to have boundaries around that if I wanna get things done. So I will pause my inbox and I often will tell myself like, I'm just gonna pause it for like 30 minutes, but then I realize how lovely it is and I'll pause it for like four hours <laughs> and the world never falls apart. Like if you're one of those people, you're like, oh, I couldn't possibly pause my inbox for four hours. You probably can. Now I know there's exceptions. I know there's roles that maybe won't allow you to do that, but for the most part, you probably can. <laughs> and so I use inbox pause a lot when I'm trying to focus. So when I block my calendar and when I have that daily list of things to do and when I have distractions paused for me, then I can be really focused. The last thing I will do is I will use a focus timer. 
So on t- once I've distra- I've muted my distractions with my phone, with my inbox, I will also at times set timers to be like, okay, for the next 30 minutes, you're only focusing on this, especially if I'm up against a deadline for something and not feeling into doing the project, I will set a timer and be like, you're going to focus on this for 30 minutes. Usually once I get into it after that first 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, like I can keep going for 15 or 20 more minutes. The other use of this for people, especially when you're trying to navigate mental ease is intentionally using a focus timer. So 45 minutes or 50 minutes focus time, and then 10 or 15 minutes of get up, wander around, grab a snack, grab coffee, go to the bathroom, get water, whatever the thing is, to let your brain restore a bit and rest a bit. And then you go back into another focused session. And so there's a lot of people that use timers in that ways, in that way, and you can do that as well. So I just threw lots of tips at you. I hope this was helpful. This might be an episode you want to listen to like on a regular basis, like every couple months, be like, hold on, I need to be better at time management. What were those tips again? Because I don't expect you to take all of this right now. Take what works for you now, implement one or two things, see how it goes and come back, listen again and implement something else a couple months from now and see what difference it makes. I hope this was helpful for you. Time management is hard. It's tricky. It takes some practice, but we're in it together. And I am definitely in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. 
Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.